0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is
1: Sid and Friends in the Morning. I I with a little help from friends.
0: I also spoke with President Abbas, the Palestinian Authority. And reiterate it, the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. As hard as it is, we cannot give up on peace. We cannot give up on a two-state solution. Israel and Palestinians equally deserve to live in safety, dignity, peace. heavenly birthday well no it's actually a happy birthday today he is gone unfortunately tom petty Petty would have been 73 years old today here's some more tom petty before training from jerusalem this down
1: here at the
0: through the boys way it was more audio you heard right before I bring Alex on was part of that awful speech. I don't know what Brit Hume was watching on Fox News or Harold Ford Jr. I don't know what they were watching. That was an awful speech last night. Awful. The president of the United States still talking about a two-state solution. Still. Because Palestinians are good people. I don't know that. I have no idea. As far as I know, Hamas are just the Palestinians. They're crazy. They're murderous. They're bad people. The Palestinians, so he wants a two state solution i don 't i 've had enough of these people, and then he actually admitted iran Iran is working with two enemies, Russia in the war against Ukraine and Hamas in the war against Israel, which would have been a perfect opportunity for Biden to apologize for his friend too that allows Barack Obama for continuing to give these people money and loosen restrictions. You talk about a two-state solution after what these animals did? And then you blame Iran, who you continue to try to appease? And people in this country go, wow, what a great speech. I mean, Alex Trayman, you're in Jerusalem. not sure if you saw it or you're hearing it from me. Both of those things, Alex, you're in Jerusalem. Two-state solution, and yes, Iran is, is to blame, which makes us complicit. Did not both of those things make your stomach sick?
1: Well, both of those policies trying to force Israel to make land concessions to Palestinians and supporting the Palestinian Authority with aid for all these years and at the same time allowing Iran uh, to develop its nuclear weapons program while funding it uh, have both led to this moment. That the crisis that Israel is in right now is to a large degree because of these feckless policies. And the idea that, uh, that the United States... And Joe Biden continued to double down on these policies in this moment is disappointing. But at the same time, I think that uh, it is clear that there's a tremendous amount of support going to Israel to allow it to do what it needs to do. And and the hope here is that if Israel does uh, win this war uh, with a conclusive victory, that uh, the statements that are being made today are going to become
0: irrelevant tomorrow. I hope so. You know, I was telling uh, the listeners earlier, Alex, that I take a uh, ferry to a shuttle every day to get home, you know. And I got up the ferry yesterday, and by the shuttle, there's a big light pole. And wrapped around this light pole were pictures of all the hostages. And, um, well, they all stuck in my my head, all of them. A lot of teenage girls, which really scares me because I know what these animals do to them, 10 at a time. But one that really struck me was an 80-year-old grandmother with her 12-year-old granddaughter who was snatched from the kibbutz. Do you know, Alex, that less than an hour later, this is a true story, I get home less than an hour later just to read they're both dead. Now, the IDF has come out today and said, we know for a fact most of these hostages are alive, and I believe them, but there's two right there, 80-year-old grandmother, 12-year-old granddaughter, dead on the side of the road in Gaza, and we want a two-state solution? Really?
1: You know, the, we just got word this morning that the Palestinian Authority, which would be the alternative to Hamas, they're the ones that ran the Gaza Strip from 2005 until 2007 after Israel withdrew from the territory. and Then they were overrun by Hamas. They're the ones that rule in Judea and Samaria in the West Bank. They instructed, they sent out a letter to all the clerics of the mosques to uh, make inciting speeches today. Uh, to incite the, the people to kill Jews, uh, that they, in their official state budget, uh, pay for pay salaries to to terrorists that are in Israeli prisons, that they pay stipends to the the families of these so-called martyrs, which are basically Palestinians that were killed uh, by Israeli soldiers while. Committing act of first degree murder against Jews, and they pay for this. This is this is what's called pay for slay. So this terror inciting uh, and terror financing entity is the one that uh, that President Biden has been talking about uh, returning to Gaza, and also uh, the authority that would lead what they would call a two-state solution. See.
0: how do you feel personally as a Jewish man living in Jerusalem who was not far away from rocket fire every day now they've they 've hit all parts of the country north south east fire rockets coming everywhere today as a Jewish man in Jerusalem doing this courageous work? how do you Alex Trayman, feel about a two state solution
1: I think it's, it's very clear that after uh, two thousand years. Uh, that the Jewish people have returned to their homeland when they talk about uh, a two-state solution. What they're talking about is having a Palestinian state in the biblical provinces of Judea and Samaria. These are the provinces where all of the biblical cities that that we read about in these weeks in the various portions where it all took place. And the people that want there to be a two-state solution uh, want there to be a Palestinian state that would have zero Jews living in it. The reason why Jews are called Jews is because they're from the province of Judea, and the people that want a two-state solution want the only province in the world called Judea to be completely Judenrein. Uh So, no, I don't think that uh, Israel should cede any more land uh, to terror entities, and, and I think that the, the majority of Israelis right now are united around that idea, even if they were supporting a two-state solution just,
0: just two weeks ago. Alex Trayman, live from Jerusalem, I did mention earlier in this conversation that it seems like now they've hit the whole country with these rockets, whether it's Hamas or Hezbollah. I believe it was the east that was getting rocket fire this morning. You can tell me, what is the situation like right now at about 3.30 in the afternoon in Israel?
1: Uh, Just a half an hour ago, uh, Israelis in the city of Modi'in, which is a, a pretty large city, uh, right halfway between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, were all sent into bomb shelters. Uh, still, areas in the south, like Ashkelon and Steyrot, which have been just pummeled with rockets since this began, and have been for years actually pummeled. Uh, you know, they continue to have to run into the bomb shelters. In the north, uh, the Israeli city of small city of Kiryat Shmona has been completely evacuated uh, because the IDF uh, understands that this uh, this front with Hezbollah. And, Israel's north and southern Lebanon is, is very, very likely to open up into full-scale conflict. And if that happens, you can expect that uh, Hezbollah operatives will try to uh, infiltrate into Israeli territory exactly the same way that Hamas operatives infiltrated uh, two weeks ago on Saturday morning here. Uh, so a lot of tension here. It's uh And, and also, you have over 360,000 reserves Uh, That have been called up, you know, these are fathers, these are sons, these are brothers, these are best friends, and and they've all been uh, on the Gaza border now for for two weeks, some of them in the north. So they haven't been at home, and uh, people have been calling their families, you know, saying saying goodbye uh, because they know that they're about to go in and they're not going to be able to bring their phones with them. And, uh, you know, you can imagine the, the pain and the hurt and the fear that oh, God, the Israelis terrible. have. Oh, sure. This Plus, is, uh,
0: no, I mean, we know that this is going to be disastrous for the Israelis between the booby traps and the, you know, these other people aren't afraid to die, these animals. So we're going to lose a lot of folks, a lot of folks. But you keep saying they're going in, they're going in. And every day that goes by, and I told you this before, there are Jewish Americans, not folks there, that are starting to doubt whether or not that's ever going to happen, that that you know, Biden and his over, over, over sense of sympathy for the Palestinian people might might be able might be able to convince Netanyahu that going on, on the ground is not a good idea. Now I know Netanyahu is stronger than that, and I know eventually it will happen, but there are some concerns here from pro Israeli people that all these troops amassed at the border are never gonna go in.
1: No, the strong sense is that they're going in. Uh, That's what every soldier is telling their families. That's the statements that we've heard from the defense minister and the Southern Command uh, just in the last 24 hours. They're they're really prepped to go in. And I think what you saw this week in Israel where you had uh, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, you had uh, the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, and you had, of course, President Joe Biden here. Uh, In each one of the press conferences, Prime Minister Netanyahu said it was going to be a long and difficult battle. Uh, and I think that all of those leaders are well aware that Israel plans on going in, uh, and they've all said in their statements that uh, they stand with Israel with its right to defend itself. They see that Israel's is not uh, specifically targeting civilian casualties and even is uh, open to allowing humanitarian aid in, which I think was the conditions uh, that these leaders put on Netanyahu for their support. But I think that he has— has acquired their support, uh, and the entire world has seen that. And and now that those visits are over, uh, people are saying that even as early as tonight or tomorrow morning, uh, we could see the troops entering into the Strip. Wow,
0: tonight or tomorrow morning, Alex Trayman, Jerusalem. Um, Seeing now there are pro-Palestinian protests uh, expected today in Egypt, in Jordan, in Tunisia, in Pakistan. I know right now they're having a bunch of rallies and unrest not far from you in the West Bank So while we talk about the tremendous Israeli support, you know, on the ground, at least in some of our major cities, it just doesn't look that way. Is that disheartening to you, folks, or you don't pay attention to that?
1: Uh, You know, this has been happening, uh, you know, around the world for the last years the amount of anti-israel sentiment has has been uh been just on the rise and and israel's had to deal with that you know with double standards demonization delegitimization so it's not a surprise that in this moment that all of this uh, has been coming to the surface in a powerful way but honestly people are going to support israel more at the end of this if israel wins if israel loses uh, the the amount the onslaught of uh, of anti-Israel sentiment is going to be overwhelming, I'm afraid. But if Israel wins, I, I do think that uh, people want to support winners, and and also Israel needs to put an end to this conflict so that uh, that these jihadis around the world understand that there's nothing left to fight for. or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabolaw, where winning is no accident.
0: For the second consecutive Friday, which of course is Shabbos, and you'll be happy to know, Alex, that uh, I don't uh, observe Shabbos uh, every weekend. I'm not proud of that. Just the way I am. I'm, I'm more of a reformed conservative Jew. But my wife, Danielle, so upset about what's happened, we actually joined a local temple this week, and we're going for a Shabbat dinner later on tonight. So at the very least, Hamas has brought out the real Jew in Sid Rosenberg because I am pissed. So I am going to shul. I'm going to a Shabbat dinner tonight. But For the second consecutive week, these uh, Hamas folks, idiots, animals, have called for a day of rage. This is a couple of days after the unprecedented day of rage when they blamed us, and it wasn't us for bombing the hospital. So they keep calling for these uh, days of rage, and it doesn't seem like anything really happens differently. Or does it, maybe by you?
1: Yeah, you know, we're in a period of rage. Uh, you know, we saw right. the last couple of weeks. We've never we've never seen as much rage. Uh, well, we, we've seen the rage, but we've never seen rage successfully able to penetrate our defenses like we have now and uh certainly you know the success of that attack is only emboldened the hamas uh, and hezbollah and the palestinians living in judea and samaria jerusalem and elsewhere either to to further the attack and that's how that's how this works and that's why israel has no choice but to stamp it out the fact that they attacked on uh, the jewish holy day of simchat torah uh, should and on the sabbath should be an indication to everybody that they view this as a holy war uh, there's definitely uh, spiritual forces at play, as well as the the physical and the geopolitical forces. And uh, if they're calling for a day of rage, uh, I think what you're doing is is very noble. And we're hearing stories of many Jews doing that. Uh, you know, really coming back uh, to the faith a little bit, and and also uniting with a lot of the fellow Jews that they may have been arguing about, whether it's on politics or judicial reform or any other kind of uh, much less important issue that's that's unfortunately divided our peoples. In the last uh, in the last period, this is a time for for unity and strength. I
0: don't know if you know this story on the way out, but uh, it's embarrassing, Alex. You see, while people were fist pumping last night with this president, who I believe is an old, feeble idiot, and I thought there was again a brutal speech outlining Iran is in fact responsible, and we appease them and give them money, and also calling for a two-state solution. Maybe saw this story this morning, but uh, we do have special ops people on the ground there, which is great. The United States is actively trying to help the Israelis free these hostages, as they should. There's about 30 Americans there. Who knows how many? Do you realize that the White House actually put pictures of these special ops people in the paper or online and then had to delete it moments after when they came to the realization that's not a good idea? How embarrassing is that? We we've
1: seen both uh, accidental and also intentional leaks of intelligence. There were there were numerous times along the way where Netanyahu governments were were actually uh mapping out battle plans to strike against Surrounding nuclear infrastructure and and those details were leaked to the press and and caused Israel not to not to be able to, to carry out its acts. So um, you know, on the one hand there's been a lot of mistakes. On the other hand, now it does seem clear that they're they're trying to help uh, with special forces and, and with other assistance. We saw that the U.S., uh, one of the U.S. ships uh, just shot down missiles that were shot from Yemen uh, towards Israel yesterday. That was a big help. Uh, and also it does seem uh it does seem like the tide is shifting with regard to iran now the president has said that iran is responsible both for helping russia in its war against the ukraine and is responsible for funding hamas and hopefully uh you know decades of of feckless policy toward iran are now about to shift and and hopefully the united states will will do what it should have done from the beginning and And not only sanction Iran, but actually push for the overthrow of this Islamic regime, which is holding the entire world hostage right now.
0: Oh, you mean what President Trump did just two and a half years ago?
1: President Trump, he understood uh, that the Iranians were were the number one destabilizers of of the Middle East and and possibly the world. And and the, one of the the greatest things that he did was to pull out of the the JCPOA. And I know that there's a lot of people uh, in the United States that dislike President Trump. but I always tell them that to, that a broken clock could. Even if you think it's a broken clock, even a broken clock could be right twice a day. And when it came to the Middle East, uh, you know, Trump got it right. And that's why Israelis uh, view Trump more favorably than, than Americans and, and more favorably than any other president that's come before or after so far, uh, because he defunded the Palestinian Authority. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He recognized Israeli sovereignty in the Golan Heights. And most importantly, he, he pulled out of, of the Iranian nuclear deal, which is, would just been an absolute disaster for Israel.
0: And let's not forget, he blew Soleimani into so many pieces, Jocko couldn't put it back together.
1: (laughs) There's a a lot more work to be done. You know, Every time you take out one of these leaders, there's just another one waiting in the wings uh, to come up, and Israel uh, understands that better than anybody right now. They're trying to take out the top leadership of Hamas, uh, but they have to make sure that they take out so many of the operatives that they destroy uh, so many layers of of this terror entity that uh that they won't be able to rebuild afterwards, nor will they have any motivation to do so
0: yeah i did see that uh, yesterday in the west bank i think the reports are that israel took out 20 operatives and 12 hamas agents some number that uh that i was happy to see listen you've had uh, two amazing weeks on this show again shabbos the weekend coming up uh, please be safe alex you're a hugely important voice on this show in new york and around the world So be safe, keep fighting, and we'll talk again at some point next week. Thank you so much.
1: Sid, thank you for your support
0: and for all your listeners. Oh, man, thank you. That means a lot to me coming from you. That's Alex Trayman, live in Jerusalem this morning, JNS.